On this episode of Riding Tandem... In the middle of the 2009 to 10 was the worst snowstorms we, we had in a long, long time. So it was, just, it was just craziness. We hired people. Basically, if they walked in the door, we hired them, which I wasn't comfortable with. But you had to do that to, to kind of find people that are going to be right fit. But we took over a contract from a company. And then I think six of employees was from that company that work with us now stay down that long. Hi there. This is your host, Vivian, and you're listening to Writing Tandem, a podcast that is all things business, entrepreneurship, and the secrets to operating a successful business while still having a life you love. Whether you're a business owner on the verge of taking that side hustle to the next level or just curious about the world of entrepreneurship, join me as I go behind the scenes of my own business and the businesses of others, unpacking some of the most valuable lessons you can apply today. Let's dive in. Well, welcome back to this episode of Riding Tandem. I have Brad Aerosmith, owner of Aero Towing, one of the largest towing companies in the Midwest, here with me today. And fascinating company, really excited to jump in and talk about this. Brad's company tows everything from what you might think of, right, at passenger cars, as well as airplanes off the interstate after a crash and assisting with complicated semi-extractions. Brad's company, Aero Towing, also assists with fire and rescue efforts, mobilizing fleets of mail trucks, and even helps out with toxic spill cleanups, along with many other fascinating projects. And one of the interesting things about Brad is that he bought the business from his dad. So this is a family type of business. And he's continued to grow it from about seven to 10 trucks to a fleet of around 98 different pieces of equipment, which is pretty incredible. And so welcome. I'm excited to have you today, Brad. Thank you. Yeah. So I just want to dive straight in because I know you're going to have like a million great stories. And I love the story pieces. And I'm imagining that you've like seen it all when it comes to some pretty crazy stuff. And so I was wondering if you would just tell me, what are some of the craziest stories? Like, what do you, what do you go home and then go back out and you're maybe at a bar or restaurant, you grab a drink. What are the stories that you're telling around the table that are pretty crazy? Gosh, um, for, first and for, foremost, probably just dealing with the people and the situations. Yeah. Um, no situation's the same. It's, it's always different, you know, different weather day, different... Just many numerous um, obstacles throughout the day. And you're a people person. Oh, for sure. I don't know that people think of that necessarily when they think of like a towing company. I've had experience with towing company on the wrong side of it. Yep. And then um, basically we're selling a service. We provide good family fair service. So we're always selling that service to treat people the right way. Yeah. Talk to me a little bit about that. Is that an idea of yours or was it passed down from your dad? Um, My dad was. My dad, my grandparents, they were just always um, just my dad. He still works with us today. My mom, Sharon, Ron and Sharon. My dad is just the kindest, nicest person. And just, you know, growing up 40 years with him in my life, uh, just just watch that. And that's really made the difference to set us apart. So I'm, we're going to have to dive into everything here, just yeah. so you know. So prepare yourself, right? Settle yeah. in. I, when I was talking um, with Michaela, who knows you well, yep. knows you well, she was sharing some of these stories. And I just want to know, like, how I never thought of a towing company as, like, pulling, cra- you know, airplane crash 
off of an interstate or I've seen your trucks on the side of the road, like helping flip semis back over and get them onto trucks. Yep. How, how is that possible? I'm just thinking like, you, so you get a phone call and they're like, oh, by the way, there's a plane crashed on the interstate. Yep. Like, I think 2015 was a plane crash right here in Council Plus. Um, fall, we actually had a uh, holiday party. I recall the, the night before, and uh, this was a really great event. And then the next day, we got a call early in the a.m. about a, a plane crash. And I thought it was kind of like a <clears throat> like a dream. I mean, the plane crashed right on the interstate on I-29. And uh, sure enough, a couple hours later, great employee at the time, Tony Carr, um, headed that recovery. And uh, four, three, four hours later, it's at the shop. Wow. The airplane is in, in our at a, in our building. And uh, it was quite unique. I think it was 2015. That's some pretty big equipment. It is. We used a, a rotator. We brought our first rotator in 2012. Um, and now we have four. Really? Four and, and one on the way. Do you have four rotators because there's airplane clash, crashes on the interstate all over the place, or what are the? Um, we we like to have three, and uh, but nowadays with the equipment, um, kind of scarce to buy. So anytime you can buy one, it's it's just great to uh, to to have them and uh, to have them around. Right. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. What is probably the most complicated? Is extraction the right type of terminology sure. that, you've, that your team has done? Probably. Water, water uh, rescues, and um, the bad thing, we had one um, Friday night, um, two, or a fatality, oh. you know, when a family's involved. We had one Friday night up by uh, Blair, Nebraska. It was pretty tough. Mm. Uh, two great workers did the recovery, and they're really shook up about it. How do you handle that as a, as a company and a team <clears throat> and owner? Well, they just... Um, we try to talk about it, and um, they know kind of going on to those sayings. That's what you sign up for because we told for the Omaha police, Council Plus police, Iowa State Patrol, sheriff, and um, it's kind of what we do. So after years of uh, years of doing it, you just kind of know. Yeah, that's fascinating and and so difficult. Oh my gosh, Friday the the employee uh, Friday night was been with us. 11 years, and he, he still shook up about it. Mm. Yeah, it's it a hard deal. Is there any kind of, I don't know, like mental health care that you try to provide, or is that something you've thought through, considered, or? Well, in, in these times, it's probably because everything has changed mm. post-COVID, so it's probably going to come down to that. Mm-hmm. For sure. Because I'm just thinking, how do you help? That's a that's a big thing as a business leader to have to help walk your staff and employees through. Yep, for sure, because everything you can't have it linger or cause issues down the road. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, so it's tough, but we like the interesting, we like the challenges and and uh, you know, it's 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 been a fun ride for 29 years. And the business itself is close to 50 years old, is that about right? It is. Um my dad had a tow business in the mid-70s. He uh, got out of it in 82, just briefly for two and a half years, and then started again in 87. Okay, so I am curious to know. 
when I think of towing business, I immediately go to, whoops, I parked behind that building. For sure. And I shouldn't have. And I yep. knew it. And I saw the sign. Yep. And then the tow truck comes. This is so much more. Oh, so we don't even do any of that type of work because, for one, you're preying on people's bad decisions to park in the wrong places, yeah. which we don't need to do that. And luckily, we're uh, successful in other ways of business. And... Um, yeah, that's just uh, it's just a tough way to work. There's competitors that do that, but we don't even uh, partake in any of those activities. They call it predatory towing. Really? Yeah. It does feel a little predatory. Yeah, it, it is. Or predatory, I guess I should say. Yeah. 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 And there's TV shows on it. And the towing industry now has a great attention to it because of their shows on the, the Weather Channel and um, all the different um, avenues of TV now. There's a repo show. There's a weather show from Canada. And uh, the first towing show was a uh, um, competitor out of Chicago in 2008, 9, 10. Um, it was a great show. Really, as on the Speed Channel, really got to focus on the towing industry. They did a great job. So have you been approached yet to start a reality show? No, but Michaela Mac always said it should be called As the Wheels Turns because uh, we're so uh, active with what we do with our team. I love that. Yeah, yeah, she made that up. I think that would be such a cool thing. I mean, because the types of stories that I hear or... I have the benefit of driving around the area and I see your trucks or pieces of equipment out and I'm yeah. always fascinated. The semis fascinate me. Oh, for sure. Nowadays with the semi driver, it's not your classic how my dad was. My dad was a retired teamster. My grandpa was a trucker. Those types aren't the truckers of nowadays. They're, they're kind of a dying breed. The trucker now today is maybe from a different country. Okay. They're they're brought in. Maybe they're from Russia or they're from Afghanistan or um, Canada. A lot of Canadian truckers, and uh, so you're dealing with that aspect. Right. Those accents, boy. Yeah. Those Canadian accents. Yeah. Yeah. And then and then truckers today. I love the industry, but you know they have their dogs, their wives, their their whole lives in these trucks. Right. And. Uh, and the trucks break down now more because of the computers on them, the EPA regulations with the trucks. And it's just, it's really helped us grow the business. So, you know, you started off by saying that some of the wild stories are, are because of the people, right? And that you're mm -hmm. a people person. That's an interesting thing to think about. So let's say a semi, as a, for example, it, it tips or is stuck somewhere. It's not just the equipment that needs extracted. You have a driver yeah. Minimum, maybe a dog. Yeah. Maybe a wife or a spouse or a partner. Yep. Um, I don't know. I don't know if anyone travels with their plants. I would be traveling with my plant. Th definitely. <laughs> I helped a lady probably seven years ago. I helped her with her mattress. I did a semi swap out. I had to help her physically wrestle her mattress in her truck, and I should have videoed that. It was it was quite amusing on the side of the interstate ramp at midnight, and. Uh, I tell my team, the heavy-duty department, you're not just towing a semi, you're figuring out a situation. Mm -hmm. you got to be ahead of the people to figure out the best way to solve their problem. So do you find that you and your team, are they needing to like offer resources on the spot there? Are you like the first to arrive, or what does an extraction look like? Basically, Maybe walk me through it. Well, let's say the extraction, like let's say we're on I-80 in the snow last week. So usually... 
semi be driving down the road in snow, they'll go off in the ditch. Usually a state trooper would come there first or fire if someone was hurt. And then they, um, if it's snowing out, they call it a tow band, so we can't go out there in the, in the weather. So then the next day when it clears up, we'll go out. But usually a law enforcement's the first on scene. Okay. Yeah. And then you go out there and then you find out insurance, is it drivable, and find out who, what, when, where, and uh, that type of thing. Yeah. Have you, like, okay, so I'm thinking about these animals too. And now yeah. you're thinking the dogs and I'm down this. So many um, trucks, again, yeah. they're hauling livestock. For sure. Yep. So are you like helping collect cows off the side we, of the road? We have. We have a funny story. Chief uh, Justin James back before he was fire chief here in council bless probably 08 we had one on north 35th um trailer full of cows and the cows were running down i-29 and he came out uh it was on a sunday night i recall and we hired a local farmer with portable gates to corral these cows on the interstate Fascinating. Yeah, to me. He, he still talks about it that, that night. Yeah. So you're really a problem solver, too. For sure. Because you're the one figuring this out, not necessarily the law enforcement on no, the scene. We're, and... Yep. We're all, those days, you know, we're, that's, we're the main, we're the one-stop shop. So do you end up, uh, you mentioned how you took home, a, well, home, to your shop, I should yeah. say. You pull into your shop this airplane. Do you yep. ever have other strange things in your shop? We, I mean, do you get cows and dogs or like we, what's going we on? We do, because we brought, we built. Great buildings. Um, we still we're still building them, so we um, haul all sorts of things. We store them inside, which keeps us ahead of the competition. And uh, law enforcement loves working uh, our facilities because it's clean, really lit up, and uh, all kinds of things. Over the years, um, we'll get locked, and uh, you know we keep inside. Yeah, I think so many business owners are very um, interested, depending on the industries, but they're interested in. How does a business go around gaining a contract with, say, like a police department mm-hmm. or with a city? For example, you opened up in Omaha and you had to gain a contract to do that. Is that correct? Yep. yep. So 2012, uh, we were in the, in the 2000s, great uh, up-and-coming company, doing really well, and then um, was reached out or um, found out they had um, a contract for bid 2009, fall of 2009, and... We put a competitive bid on, had a great business plan in place, and uh, everything just fell right through. And uh, it's been um, 12 and a half years over in Omaha wow. so far. Yeah, and still growing and uh, faces many challenges, but it's, it's, it's really fun. So did you personally put that whole bid and contract together? Are you up till, you know, one in the morning, like yep. typing and figuring it yep, out? For sure. And then we met Omaha City Council on December 23rd of that year. And um, we awarded the bid on December 23rd, bought nine trucks at one time. They delivered them December 28th. Um, We started January 1st of uh, 2010. It was the middle of 2009 to 10 was the worst snowstorms we had in a long, long time. So it it was just craziness. We hired people. Basically, if they walked in the door, we hired them, which I wasn't comfortable with, but you had to do that to, to kind of find people that are going to be right fit. But we took over a contract from a company, and then I think six of employees was from that company that work with us now. 
who stayed on that long. How have you honed your skills to be so versatile where you can be problem solving for your team, also there to help with essentially their mental health. For sure. And putting together, you know, proposals and contracts. And are you just dang good at everything? Or uh, how do you do this? Well, it's it's been a, a, a hard ride, fun ride. But we just built a great team. Hannah Sanford, my girlfriend of five and a half years, she's our CFO. And uh, she's done a tremendous job and uh, really putting it all together, too. I got to give a great credit to her. A huge part is bringing in that right team. Oh, and we're still building it. We're still trying to build it. Yeah. I know when I first started a company, people told me, and I did not do it right off the bat. Uh-huh. You know, make sure you have a good lawyer. Yep. Make sure you have your accountant. Yeah. And that figured out. Um, and then and then make sure that you're hiring in. You know, the team, right? The for, right team around sure. you. Did not have a lawyer, did not have an accountant, tried to figure out all this stuff, writing contracts literally by myself, Googling things. Mm-hmm. Not necessarily the best way to go about it. I, I, um, when I started 2004, I had a great banker, uh, Matt Gronstall, um, Council of Savings Bank. He was a neighbor at the time, and I tell you, we're dear friends to this day. I owe him a great deal of my success because he, um, took a chance, you know, on a kid he barely even knew just as a neighbor. And, uh, and, uh, my dad had a great base to what I was purchasing. So for a business deal, it looked good, but still a gamble on anything and, uh, just kind of build it from there. But I have so much to deal with, with great bankers really, um, gave us great success. So when you say about a great banker, that's definitely a question that comes up a lot where people go, I don't know how to find that. For sure. What am I looking for? And if I don't have a neighbor yep. that knew me, yeah. what am I looking for? And how do I find a banker? And why is it so important? So many don't know. It's a great fit. If a, if a banker really understands your business, um, th- that's that's half the battle. You know, if you just go in for a loan and all the numbers are on paper, but they don't know really what you're doing. It might be a struggle. And then it goes to a loan committee and the loan committee might not understand. So the point of contact from the bank, we got great bankers now, uh, two different banks, one Council West side and one Omaha side. And, um, oh, they just, they know you know your business, know your needs and uh, makes half, it's, it's really uh, half the battle. How do you think somebody can get to know a banker, have a banker get to know their business? I think referral because banks want to, um, I'm not a banker, but banks want to give loans and that's how they make money. Right. So, you know, I think it's a two-way street, you know, and we've always been really honest, really loyal where we could have bounced around from a percent here or there, higher or lower and, and um, been one of those companies that w- we've been loyal to um, – to our banker, banking partners, uh, it's paid off. That's awesome. Yeah. Having, yeah, again, having that professional help. Oh, huge. and then accountants, we um, had the same accountants in 2004. Um, sometimes we differ in opinion, and, uh, but uh, we were a small company. That's all we had. Now we have an in-house accountant that's really made us huge dividends for us. And uh, But when we were a small company, we, we had a nice accounting team and and then uh, she did everything for us. I have to say I appreciate 
people handling those pieces of the business? Well, and with age, I've learned to hand stuff off as opposed to a younger age where you thought you could do everything. Um, it's just too much anymore. Yeah, for sure. Isn't that funny how we do that, though? For, for sure. Yeah. I could do it all. I'm an accountant. I'm a lawyer. Yeah. I'm a business owner. Uh, I can even show out on site and solve all the world's my, problems. Um, Hannah and Ashley, they don't even want me stepping foot in a bank nowadays because uh, they do it all. And, and um, just those days are gone for me, basically, to walk in a bank. How do you yeah, feel about that, like thinking about it? I, I miss it because I, I love the uh, seeing the bank people. And uh, so, yeah, it's, it's, uh, I'm, I do miss it. But um, it's best for, for them to do their jobs and let me do mine. Yeah. My, main, uh, my main forte is running, running the trucks, whether it's a semi, um, light duty, heavy duty construction equipment, just being out there selling the business. And um, customers love seeing an owner of a company this size and a truck getting dirty. And uh, it makes a big difference. That's an interesting perspective, and I like that. How you again? We're circling back around to that connection yeah, with the people. For sure. So huge. Yeah. So you mentioned when you went to Omaha, opened up the the um, Arrow Towing of Omaha. Arrow Towing of Omaha. You had to hire in some people very quickly. Yep. And you alluded to that's not always your style. What do you? What's your ideal hiring? Well, we like to read people. My gift is as a reading people. I've always hasn't been right on it. I've uh, definitely been um, burned by um, ex-employees. Um, but I try to get to know the people, know their strengths, weaknesses. And, and we're a big enough company we could use any type of great, just great people. They could be a superstar, a Tom Brady quarterback, or we could use a four-string guy that barely gets off the bench but if it's nice and honest we could we could use those people yeah so uh, we try to find them and find out their strengths weaknesses and and then go the best foot forward from there are there any must-have like expertise or do you feel like most everything's fairly trainable it is trainable and they have um, just videos classes when i started in 1994 i had a truck and two chains no video. I had a bag cell phone that you put on the floorboard of the truck that you took at home in the bag at night and charged it. And we had nothing. Mm. And we started from just on-the-go training. And uh, nowadays, I mean, we could train. We can get them ready for what they need to be. That's awesome. Yeah, our generation was, uh, you just learn to know. And I'm even young most tow companies successful around the country, they're fourth generations now. So their grandparents started in the 50s and uh, 50s, 60s. So there's a lot of, few of those companies out there that they really got advances. Mm. And uh, so we just started really late to be this size has been a, a great run. That's awesome. I'm thinking about just the size of it and the scope. And I'd love to know, how do you explain what aero towing does and is capable of? What are like the service categories that you tell people about? Yep, you bet. So we do, <clears throat> well, police tows and then uh, commercial, heavy duty um, trucks, class A trucks. We do um, construction equipment moves, generators, etc. We do um, private tows for families. We do, we started our business um, on, in the late 80s doing AAA. Those days, AAA was huge. 
um, only about the only roadside assistance available at the time. So a ton of AAA calls where you just went out, changed a flat tire for a customer, family, unlocked your keys. and uh, Was that Michaela? Yes, several <laughs> times. And, uh, she says, she's like, yeah. it's just like, I need my own personal yep. towing service. <laughs> yep, for sure. And um, those types of calls. And um, so we do, we're so unique that we do anything that has to do with cars, trucks, semis, anything on wheels. Yeah. How did you end up also, because I did, guess I didn't realize how, how there would be this overlap, but now hearing you talk about it, I'm starting to put pieces together, but... Like you help out with toxic spills mm-hmm. as well, or even helping rescue people or fire rescue things. How does that tie in? What what types of things have you done with that? Um, with, with fire, um, kind of started working with fire departments, law enforcement, probably back in 05, um, 2004, 2005, we got the city council plus police contract and... Um, we were very – our um, equipment was state-of-the-art um, compared to the prior contractor. So I was on site in um, 0405 on the interstate that a um, car trapped underneath a semi. Mm. And the firemen were kind of struggling to, to get the get the casualty out. And uh, an assistant of mine, Darren, was with me, and, and we're kind of just watching, being ready. And I told the fire gentleman at the time, I said, well, we could lift that semi-trailer up so you could slide that car out. It'd take like four minutes. And we were there like 30. And uh, fire just never knew tow trucks could do that. And uh, so we lifted it up. They were amazed and uh, kind of sunk in from that foot forward. Now we have uh, Tim training with all the local agencies. Uh, We come together once a quarter and do training, and um, it's came a long way That's since, since uh, it'd be what, 20 years. That's that is so interesting, like the innovation that happens yep, when everyone's sure. standing there looking at it. Yeah, and someone raises a hand and goes, We can handle that. Yep, it was, it was amazing. I know I was on site, and uh, now, um, like say in the old days, towers were kind of prejudged like we're crooks and we're um, dirty people and um, l- look bad like we You're just stealing my car yes yeah, in a car and we, <laughs> it just had such a dark cloud over it we're now with the internet tv and um, publicity good publicity it's really evolved our industry when your dad owned the company and you were growing up was it as comprehensive or have you added a lot of services on? We've added a ton. Yeah, we've added a ton. Back then, those days, we just kind of towing a car A to B to shops, local repair shops, or um, changing tires and roadside as- roadside assistance. What made you thing. decide that you wanted to not only just take over, you purchased the company, mm-hmm. correct? So, I mean, it's a, yep. you officially took it over. Officially, 100%. What was yeah. that like? It, it was nerve-wracking at the time, but it was we did it. Uh, my father and I, we did it. We just didn't do it in one week. You know, it was kind of a two, three year build up, and he was still working at the time. He was a teamster, and we're just, I was growing it, and it was just got to be too much stress. So he, he was 50 years old at the time, and he said, uh, I'm going to hand it off and uh, buy it. And, and uh, yeah, so who knew? It, I didn't have no idea it grew. And, and in 2010, when I doubled in size with Omaha, 
I just never knew, you know, it was, it was peaceful days before, before <laughs> that. And, uh, we love the city of Omaha contract. It, it's just challenging with the people mm-hmm. and the employees. Yeah. Like yeah. being able to hire and retain. Hire. I've, I've never seen it so bad. I worked, I work weekends all day long in a truck. Um, we're just so short staffed. I mean, we pay, um, Cadillac money and, um, just the younger generation getting them to work and buying what we do is the biggest challenge. How are you trying to address that? I probably haven't cracked the net yet, but... Not quite. We're, we're reaching out. We did um, reach out to local colleges and um, just um, farm communities, um, farm kids, um, just hard workers and just trying to find just just great people. Just thinking about that, you know, there's always the unexpected, right, of oh, I didn't expect that I was going to be so hard to hire and things. Mm-hmm. But as you look back over the entire course of your career with owning the company thus far, what has been most surprising or unexpected to you personally about owning and operating a business? I, I would say that the highs and the lows, I mean, I could walk up at a, they have a, they call them toe shows, uh, conventions, very, very um Neat where towers around the country get together. I could walk up and buy a million dollar truck in two minutes, but and with with ease. Nowadays, finding a staff of ten people to hire is the biggest challenge. And I never thought back in two thousand four that'd be the biggest challenge in in two thousand twenty three. Yeah. I just never could imagine that um, for this workforce. To, to be so and it's, it's hard we're out in the weather you know nights weekends you know families have sporting events now seven days a week I mean my father he's a great dad he just didn't go to um t-ball games he was just always working and that generation that's what you had to do to 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 do and nowadays I think families are just geared different where the mom dad everybody goes to the to the baseball game or whatnot and uh it's a challenge in this business. And you're on top of the challenge of, I think a lot of business owners are echoing similar sentiments, um, whether it's from a restaurant or even accounting services oh. and that. However, I think a unique piece I would imagine is you have to hire good quality people. They have to be very skilled. They've got to be able to work with people. And you're operating a 24-7 Yep. 365, right? Yeah. You don't take Christmas off or New Year's or you're Uh, out with Santa Claus. Yeah. Have you ever pulled Santa Claus out of the snow? No, I've worked on many, many Christmases. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And uh, what is that like to operate? Are you always on? Like, do you ever take a break? Well, not really. Um, Just in the, um, we, we never, like, say, just growing up, we never really. If it's a holiday, you worked, and uh, just just what we brought up to be to, to know. And uh, as you get older, as times change, you kind of take a step back. Is that holiday call important? Is that someone stranded or can it wait? So we're we're better off nowadays. Is it really important and uh, to go out on a Christmas or a Thanksgiving? And um, but if the police call or someone calls, you just gotta you just gotta go. How do you juggle that with your team? Have you figured out a way that, I mean, is it always you? I know some owners, they go, I'm the owner. I'm going to take it for the team. 
Or have you figured out how to spread that out over the team so everyone's helping you lift that burden? In the younger days, in my early 30s, I worked a ton of Christmases by ourselves. When we were a small company in Iowa, gave the staff off or mostly off or worked from home. But now with, with so many contracts, we still staff 24-7. And um, a lot of them request off or, or, or take turns or a seniority. And we have, great thing about us, we have workers that's been here 17, 18 years. Our biggest, our average is 12 to 14. So those types of employees have been, been awesome. It's just getting the younger version to buy in and uh, do what it takes to stick on. Kind of buy in our system and uh, being honest, being family-oriented and uh, doing the stuff the right way, being accountable. And that's, do you think, what does attract the, the folks that you do bring in, the younger? Are they, are they attracted, the ones that you do get, because of that culture that you have? For, for sure, because, like say, we just don't. Um, I know we did it in 2010, just put someone in a truck, but we don't do it um, now. Um, but, yeah, it's just um, the, it's the single most hardest thing is um, just finding the good workers. Do you just give really awesome Christmas parties? We used to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> used to. Last two years, we've just been so busy. And, uh, yeah, it's been tough. But we've, we've had really, really great ones in the past. We love, uh, like we did Sunday, a Super Bowl, we brought the staff that was working, um, Super Bowl sandwiches, and we brought them. So we're always, like, doing something for the workers, you know, to, even though they're there working, holidays, meals, and, and uh, you know, we appreciate the workers. Yeah. You know, without them, we wouldn't be successful how we are. It hits kind of close to home for me, thinking of just the holiday party. Michaela and I have owned our business together since 2019, but she owned her own business prior, and mm-hmm. I owned my own. And she actually worked with me for a number of years, so we've we've intertwined for a while. And um, this year, just last week, actually, we had our first Christmas company party that we actually like went off site. Like in the past, we've had some of our contractors and and great people who worked with us, and we've done just a little something. We may bring in a little food and. And but we've always wanted to be able to just really honor that mm-hmm. team that we have. Yeah. And so we've done our best to do that. But as a small company and being very busy during, I think the last year we had to postpone it. We postponed it so many times we just didn't do it. Yeah. You know, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit, and it seemed so silly until we did our Christmas party last week, and we actually invited because we're a small team. So it was Michaela and I yeah. and our husbands, and then. A gal who works with us, Jenny. Jenny is our rock star. Like, uh-huh. oh my goodness, she just holds us together. And so we invited her and her husband. And that's kind of our core team right now. It's fluctuated up and down over uh-huh. years. But we went out and we just, we had dinner and we gave each of the husbands um, a card with a very small gift. But it was with the heart of, we want to honor you and we want to honor each other and we need to stop and celebrate. And... It was like way more emotional for me than I anticipated. I was like, yeah, we need to go out, we should have dinner and that kind of thing. But to be able to honor them by paying for it and to give a small gift. I mean, I wish we could write giant checks. We we can't right now. But that small gift and then just recognizing that in our case, our spouses and husbands, they support us. 
for, for and sure. that helps support a business. Yeah. It was just emotional for me. Yeah. I didn't even realize. It's always really good to um, <clears throat> have those. And we're planning one this spring that's going to be really, um, really huge for the cities of Council Plus and Omaha. Um, details later. But um, it is getting everybody together just at those those events because we see each other in passing when we're working. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we always enjoy those types of things. And and even in we have quarterly meetings, and it's nice to to get everybody. You know, you get 40, 45 workers. We say it's a mandatory meeting, and you get you get forty four because <laughs> one's a, out on a job. Yeah, exactly, and you just can't shut down. But we've had great numbers at our meetings, and uh, and um, we, we want employees to care about where they work, and uh, you know everything's challenging nowadays. You call it post-COVID, but it's it's uh, it's challenging times. What about you personally? How do you, or do you ever? Maybe you're just always switched on. Do you take a break? Do you have time for yourself? Do you have hobbies you pursue, or are you just literally? It's the business. Well, I was I was snow skiing. I'm an avid skier. And I was snow skiing last week in Breckenridge, but I still had my cell phone, and I <laughs> still uh, check in. And uh, if I'm in the country, I tell our work staff, call me if there's an issue. Um, But I'm always checking. We have an app um, now where we can trace our calls. We've really got ahead of technology. We're set us really aside from our competition with our technology of our software. So I can keep track wherever I'm at, So which is which is really nice. Double-edged sword there. Yeah, it's kind of like, I don't want to say bad words, it's kind of like a drug. You get it, get it in you and you just, you're always searching for, to, to be better, to be the best. Yeah. And... Uh, is that one of the things you like about owning, operating a business? I, I definitely do. You know, I love, we're so blessed. We have great property. And uh, we've done uh, City Council Bless. We started 2004, purchased the property from my dad, little old gas station, and now we own seven square blocks. Uh, we've purchased um, 14 um, houses on the street, um, seven streets, um, and uh, demoed them down and built built beautiful new buildings and uh, beautiful landscaped. Our, our shops are very, very clean. Flowers in front, and uh, so we're we're picky. It looks looks really good for for a, a neighborhood that was um, next to railroad tracks and you know older houses. So we we purchased, and I think it's a great thing. And that's important to you. It sounds oh like. for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're from this community. Yep, for sure. Born in uh, Council Bluffs, grew up in East End, and then graduated Underwood High School. And uh, which really, um, you know, graduated class of 38 people and uh, still great friends with uh, one of my high school coaches. And that small setting really just clicked with me to um, it's part of my success. Yeah. Okay. So you've talked about, I think you, you threw out, I love how casually you threw it out too. Oh, I thought challenging a $2 million piece of equipment and easily yeah. and then seven blocks of the city I've bought up and built buildings. These sound like large purchases. Is it easy for you to make a large purchase weighing what the ROI is going to be? Because these aren't small, you know, this no. piece of equipment. These are very large price tags. Yep. How do you 
work through that process of, I'm going to lay out a fair amount of money here. Is it worth it? What do you, yep. what goes through your head? We've always, um, for the property side, we've always just wanted, we just kept growing. So we just needed more and, uh, wanted to build them right. And then, uh, trucks, we just always, you know, you don't need four rotators maybe to be, uh, successful. You could really do it, um, the old fashioned way with, with two trucks. So it just, it just depends what is probably going on in the, the economy, economy right now. But I believe, um, if you can buy them, buy them, you know, we invest back into the business and, uh, it's not like I got a condo in Hawaii or, uh, <laughs> or houses in Florida. I, I wish, but, um, we, we, everything we give back to our business, which, which, which has helped and it shows. Yeah. Why did you choose to do that? Because you could have, you know, a condo in Hawaii, I would imagine, versus yep. four rotate rotators. Yep, yep, for sure. Why did you choose that route of putting it back in? Well, I think just for the end goal, you know, for the end goal, just building, just something clicked with me is to um, just invest in back in the business and uh, in the um, technology and uh and I think it shows it really keeps us apart from the competition, keeps us ahead. But it just, I guess maybe for just to get to the end goal with the best stuff. Yeah. You know. What is your end goal? Gosh, we, we could keep growing, but I, I tell you, and, you know, you know, three years ago, I, I could buy a friend's business in uh, Iowa City, um, Des Moines. I mean, you could buy businesses all day long now but like like hannah says we have to have this one running um 500 strong you know we'd like to buy up other businesses and we do we we started we're starting out one in um, sarpy county sarpy county towing is going to be unleashed this spring so we're still expanding but nothing crazy because we want to have everything we we our main goal right now and main focus is just getting younger workers in and just good quality workers mm-hmm. to, to, uh, to help us. When you think of how it, what it's going to take essentially to expand across, you know, especially you're talking about across communities mm-hmm. as well, aside from workforce, which is huge, yep. are there other things that you're just kind of rolling around in your head of, huh, I think we need these types of systems or I'd need to hire in eight more Hannah's or she sounds awesome by the way. She is. Yeah. Yeah. What, how, as you are, as a business owner, I'm curious what rattles around in your head when you think about what it's going to take to expand. Cause I know so many other business owners are grappling with the same thing. Oh, just, yeah. Just great people to help you lead. And, um, cause you can't do it all yourself in these days. I think a sweet spot business is, and I've learned from, being a boss of five workers to, to 49, I think a sweet number of business is 15 to 20. I think you get above 20, you're going to need really a lot of people to, to help you. Mm-hmm. And because uh, there's so many balls to juggle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you mentioned before about like giving some things up. You're not always, even though it's, you would like to be in the room with the banker, you now have people who go do that. Yep. And that serves your business well, it sounds like. Oh, it does. Yeah. We've really done great kind of getting to that next next uh, plateau. Yeah. That's awesome. When you think about 
when you're 50, 60, 70 years old, uh-huh. what do you want to look back on your business and have stick out to you the most? I think uh, working with my mom and dad. My mom's still down there. I'm 70, let's see, 72, one, really? two years old. She works. She works uh, 10 hours a day watching the phone. She runs her heavy-duty department, so really just watching my parents um, along with this ride mm-hmm. has been about most rewarding. That's cool. Yeah, very cool, yeah. Everybody knows her. My mom's got a young voice, and uh, everybody's so shocked that she's uh, 71, yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, unfortunately, she has no hobbies besides uh, tow business, but... <laughs> <laughs> This seems to be a chronic, yeah. chronic issue. Yep. Well, as we're wrapping up here, I have a couple of um, kind of rapid fire questions I want to ask you, but yep. I've got one one before that. What do you feel like you have learned about yourself through this whole process? I, I think <clears throat> learn to be a problem solver and just learn to be um, just an honest business person and, and treat people how you want to be treated. And uh, I, and I believe people use the word karma, and I think that's why I've been so blessed all these uh, these years because we love giving back to community and uh, be good to people, and and uh, everything's been good to me. That's awesome. Okay, you ready for these? Yeah. All right. This is the first I think I've got to try these out, so okay. here we're testing out here. Yeah. What would you say is the biggest misconception about owning a business? Everyone thinks it's an easy piece of cake. You're a millionaire having an easy life. <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Um, what is an important or important piece of advice you've been given and you've actually applied to your business? I think be honest and treat people how you want to be treated. Yeah. Is that from your dad? It is, yes. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. I love that they're still involved in your business. Oh, it is. Yeah. Their business, your business, yep. I guess, together. Oh, we've, we've grown it all together. I've taken the chances, and uh, yeah, it's been yeah. rewarding for all of us. I'm sure that's smooth. It's smooth all the time, too, mom and dad there. <laughs> we won't get into that. <laughs> what would you tell your 18-year-old self knowing what you know now? Uh, I'd say, uh, you know, I'd, I'd say still take those chances and uh, and enjoy it while you can. And uh, work hard. And work hard, be honest. I mean, hard work is definitely paid off Yeah. for us. Yeah. Fun one for you. When you are ready to sit down and just relax, beverage of choice? Um, Coke Zero. Coke Zero? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Is that true? It's a PG Coke Zero. <laughs> Coke Zero. R-rated is uh, Bud Light. Perfect. Perfect. Do you have any favorite books, podcasts, or songs, or anything like that that inspire you? I love Journey. Yeah. That always fires you up. I mean, I'm thinking if you're driving around a lot, you got to play something, right? I, I know. In the, the old days, I used to listen to music. Unfortunately, nowadays, I'm always on the phone um, being a leader. Coordinating something. Yeah. 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 Um, Speaking of being a leader, what does being a leader mean to you as a business owner? Um, It's it's very nice to be looked up towards. And, um, you know, I can't walk into one of my shops without getting approached by a worker 
talking for, for several, you know, it could be their hours of, of talking about a, a tow job or a truck or a scenario or, or just family. So I guess just being in that, that role has been, been very, very, very well rewarding. That's cool. I'm sure it's rewarding for them, too, to just oh, work in a sure. great culture. Yeah, because they know I'm working. I'm yeah. in a truck. I'm not sitting in an office. Um, yeah, so it definitely makes a difference. All right, last two. What's something people often get wrong about you? Um, shoot, that's a good one. Well, nowadays, I think, I think, I think the, uh, the 18-year-old veteran workers we have, they were there when they know how hard it was to start. I think, I think nowadays new employees thinks these fancy trucks and these buildings just showed up overnight. And um, so I think they have a different point of view of what it was with the original crew. For sure. That, that makes total sense. Yeah. I mean, overnight success, right? Yep, for totally. sure. Totally, yeah. All right, last one. What can business owners do to make the world a better place? I think invest back in their business and treat workers how they want to be treated and uh, enjoy it and just really enjoy it and uh, make the best of what they have. I mean, our goals every day, being short-staffed and uh, Hannah and I's goals is we do the best what we can with what we have that day. And we can't make up workers. We can't just magically place them in trucks and uh, we just make the best what we have that day. Yeah, I love it. Well, and I think you're doing an amazing job of that. Just incredible business and and success, not overnight, oh, but just incredible success. Road, 29 years of grind. I call it grinders. Um, kind of like Matt in the restaurant business, grinding it out. And, uh, you know, it's not an overnight deal. Yeah. And Matt is a good friend. Matt owns Barley's yep. Restaurant here in Council Bluffs. Yep. Very similar. We talk business once a week. Yeah. Good to have those people around you. Oh, for sure. And he's like us. We give back to community. We do so many events um, together, and and um, it's very, very nice to do. That's awesome. Well, wishing you all the success and hiring <laughs> good workforce <laughs> in over the – but uh, thank you so much, and thanks yeah. for what you are giving back to the community and to your team and, and also for just bringing innovative ideas to to the industry. That And it's, it is changing lives and at times saving lives. Oh. It definitely does. Yeah. So thanks so much. Yep, thank you. Awesome. Riding Tandem is recorded on location at the studios on South 4th in Council Bluffs, Iowa, in cooperation with Todd Studer Productions.